I missed my cue to, to come in. Uh, we're back, everybody. It's time for another Lighthouse IT Solutions podcast. I'm Matt Almendinger. Joined as always with Griffin Ball. Hi, Griff. Hey, not any more professional, but you know, we're back. <laughs> we're in 2020. It's the second podcast of this. No, it's 2021. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's January. You're allowed one month to make that mistake. It is barely January, but yeah, yeah you are absolutely right. I do think there is a, a, some permissible grace on this, but I mentioned in the same breath that it was that yeah, it was a good. new year. Yeah. Oh, I think we've set the tone for today's podcast. Yeah, already. Um, I don't remember how to do any of this. Slowly pay attention to the fade. Oh, that's a good fade right there. Should I get louder as you talk so that it, you trip? So you it up feels. So it doesn't feel. <laughs> so it feels. It feels like we're actually. It's like when you pull into a parking space and like you just you just park the car, but then someone next to you is backing up, and you're like, "Oh God, am I still moving?" <laughs> that freaks me out. That just happened the other day. I slammed on my brakes because I was sitting there. I don't know what it was. I was staring at the light, and um, oh, the light's the worst. Uh, and and I, you know, I drive. You know, one of my cars is a stick shift. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not in that car. <laughs> But that was your default. <laughs> so, you know, normally you can roll backwards. Yeah. And and so all of a sudden I see this car going forward, but the light is still red because I'm staring at it. So like you said, it's, it's moving forward. I think I'm rolling backwards. Uh-huh. So I re-slam on the brakes <laughs> to a car that has no clutch because, oh, <laughs> because I think I'm not pressing the clutch down enough. Jeez. Uh, that was... Uh, that literally, that just recently happened too. I, that's an experience I get often, and I, I don't know. I'm glad that's not just me, but <laughs> not not great. I feel like I'm I can be justified, but I I I yeah. I don't know. All right, guys. Well, we we solved it. That uh, that's all of the issues that we had to solve on today's podcast. So, <laughs> parking lot uh, problems. It's just huh? it's just par- parking lot problems and <sighs> and and relearning how to most, do my cue. Most podcasts have segments, right? Maybe yep. we should have parking lot problems <laughs> on this tech-oriented <laughs> podcast. Sure. Why not? I mean, it, think about it. It's uh, the opportunities are endless because technically, parking lots don't have rules. Well, <laughs> there's no laws on the lot. What? <laughs> it's you not a street that, man. <laughs> you are that guy. If there's a stop sign in a parking lot, do you stop at it? <laughs> to quote Clueless, the movie Clueless from 1994, which may actually be older than you now that I think about it, um, I totally pause. <laughs> totally pause, huh? Okay. You've never seen that movie in your entire life, have no, you? No, you know, that's a... Uh, I didn't have cable. <laughs> <laughs> that's just my default excuse, sorry. Hey, I'm going to I'm gonna call you out, though. That was 1995. Am I about to look up a, com- a rom-com? <laughs> With Paul no. Rudd? What are you making me look Paul up? Paul Rudd's in it, yeah. Uh, dude, there's some big names in there. It is a very young Paul Rudd. We should dude. probably talk about some sort of marketing or tech news. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. We can do that. Yeah, so uh, I, I feel like... Guys, uh, I don't know how we can Dean came in this. Well, if you want to move over to talking about cookies, I got some cookie news. I suppose we could talk about cookies. We talk, We I guess so, so it's not completely foreign. The last time we got together, we actually talked a little bit about Parlor. Yeah. This has been um, 
an entire administration ago already. It's a new year. It's a new administration. Um, since we've last talked, they, they did sort of get their front page set up. They've had a failed lawsuit against um, Amazon. Uh, judge said, no, it's kind of a private matter. This is terms of service, and um, they have every right to shut you down. Um, but it's also really created a, uh, it's exactly what we've said. You know, we belong to a couple of um, peer groups in the industry, and it's done exactly what we have is groups that may be conservative based. Um, there's a, some Christian organizations that are now worried about will they just arbitrarily be treated that this is hate speech? What happens if they get shut down like this because they host things on their servers? Um, and these are all things that we said, here's the problem that you have as an infrastructure provider. You have opened the door that people are going to not trust you. And and I do think they've set back the cloud. So, you know, we, we've seen all of this. But as of today, through all of the lawsuits and appeals and everything, they're still, this is crazy, they're still not up and running. So does this kill them? Are, are they dead? Do you th- Or do you think that when they come back, the users come back? Uh, uh, maybe. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure, to be honest. I'm, I'm probably going to say that their users will come back. Um, but if, if Parler's, you know, acting different in some manner to meet some sort of other, you know, they, guidelines for, you know, Apple or whomever's... They're, they they're actually... One of the things, one of their appeals to Amazon was, you know, we will monitor, we have an AI system that will, Mm -hmm. that'll validate these. And they said, no. Mm. And I feel like that is very much a scary thing to be in that you say, they're a small company still. And yes, they had exponential growth, but, Mm. you know, we had a vendor meeting yesterday for a product and... Um, now one of the questions I have to ask is now they had an acceptable terms of services that we would have to agree to that we would not publish, mm-hmm. you know, um, pornographic material or blah, blah, blah. And that's, that's, you know, pretty standard for some of these types of services. Um, and we work in the business sector. So, you know, unless that was what our client did, not a big deal. But now I have to ask the questions of, okay, you're running your service on Amazon. What happens? Yeah. What happens if one of the other clients breaks the rules and shuts down your service mm-hmm. for me? I think they've. I think they've kind of shot themselves in the foot. So here's a service that I would pay for that rides on top of Amazon, and now I have to scrutinize every product that uses AWS because if the person next to me violates terms of service, because that's what what you had is parlors being accused that there is a subsect of users on the service that got them shut down. Mm. Or was it you and I that were just talking about um, Google and some country? Um, and Google had a request. Boy, this China? is... China? No, actually it was not China. Google um, and China have been fighting for a long time. Here it is. It was... Uh, so I was thinking Australia. Um and uh, oh, Australia has censorship uh, laws out the wazoo. So actually, this isn't what it is. Um, it is having to do for uh, small businesses because it's kind of a pay-to-play thing, right? The Australian government is effectively saying Google should have to pay the newspapers for lost revenue because they've they've kind of usurped them. Interesting. Okay, and so. 
they've said because of all of the advertising dollars, it's sort of a way of saying, you know, if you want to do business in Australia, that's fine. And effectively saying, we're going to bail out these companies. You're going to have to pay for it. There's like a tax. Yeah. Wow. So Google just said, no, we'll, we'll pull out of the Australian market. Huh. I mean, that's kind of interesting, but like, yeah, I don't know if I like that. I mean, I feel like these newspaper companies should be, you know, trying to reinvent themselves to to get into the market that where the where their audience is instead of getting government handout type stuff. But it's it's difficult to me because um, I every once in a while I I enjoy a newspaper. Yeah, but it's also cumbersome. They're really trying to not if let you, the medium die, I guess. But if you hand me a newspaper, I'll read it in my free time. Mm-hmm. I, I, I there's something about it physical paper i love it but i don't go out of my way to get one and i'm not going to pay it i wonder though is this because there's less internet access in australia than most other you know established countries so is this a way to keep the news flowing for people who can't access computers and whatnot well if it's like a public library system had i been smarter i would have waited um, before we started recording our podcast, or I would have researched it before. But I literally just in our conversations just now and mm-hmm. us talking about services and abuse kind of jogged my memory that that had happened. Um, and mm-hmm. I now know where I was discussing it was not with you <laughs> not at with all. Me, no. yeah. Which is which is proof in the pudding because you're absolutely confused. <laughs> but I like that thought though if it, if it really is to, you know, ensure that everyone gets news every day and whatnot. But, you know. That's still pretty but they can't afford to operate. It, it's your maybe what you're saying makes some sense to me, but uh, I'm with you. Um, I, I think if your business is transitioning to a digital world, you have to fight. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to see businesses close. I'm not that type of guy. But, it, but I, I also think that as a business owner, if I was doing, if if Lighthouse was doing the same things that we did in two thousand, just in 2011. As we do in 2021, we wouldn't be growing. We wouldn't be, we, we, we have to pivot. And I think because we come from a technology sector, we realize we have to reinvent ourselves every year. Oh, and yeah. that's a kind of, I mean, we talk about it from, a, you and I talk about it from a marketing standpoint mm-hmm. that um, it's kind of exhausting. Yep. It is to, I mean, I'm, I find it fun, but it's also exhausting because there's so much work that says, okay, you know, you and I are planning effectively products and projects that we are hoping to launch at the end of the year, right? So we're already thinking about these things and doing research and, you know, having to talk to clients to make sure it's something we should add. And sometimes we scrap those. <laughs> yeah. And so it's awful, The you know, and, and I think, you know, project that I'm working on, I've scrapped it three times over the, over the history of Lighthouse's um, I mean, I've probably scrapped it more than that, but the length and the depth that I'm going into, mm-hmm. this is the third time that I've given it serious consideration because market, timing. Yeah, things pop up, things change, yeah. And it's just not right for that moment. Mm-hmm. And so you have all this time, energy, and effort, and and so it comes in, and, but you have to do those things. And so, I, yeah, it's... It, you read this and you just go, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to help keep these businesses. And maybe it is a matter of helping the newspaper so that they can keep people 
educated mm-hmm. as to what's happening, and maybe you don't have widespread internet. It's a good thought. But still, yeah. But it's also a very interesting response from Google because it's very much the Amazon, the behemoth, and this new term, and maybe it's not a new term, but it's now gaining a lot of traction, big tech. Yeah, big tech. So you have the world controlled by Microsoft, Google, and Amazon, Yeah, um, largely. What's the governmental term for that, oligarchy? <laughs> yeah, I think so, actually, now that you say it. Yeah. It's fascinating, but also scary. Yep. <laughs> it's crazy, man. That being said, though, this, uh, the cookie story we alluded to earlier uh, kind of falls in that same vein of, you know. <laughs> also Google. Yeah, also Google taking over. What, you know, what are they going to do? So the idea that um, cookies, who you know, cookies enable you to uh, track things on, on your web page, on different domains, things like that, even uh, utilizing first-party cookies and third-party cookies. Uh, first-party cookies being the ones that, you know, you are using on your website to track the visitors, that type of thing. Third party is um, created by domains other than the one you're visiting directly. You know, it's third party basically. Do you um, track cross site? So on other things. So a lot of people use like Facebook, for instance, uh, um, finds what you should be uh, seeing in terms of advertisements based on what other pages you're visiting and whatnot, which some browsers like Safari and Firefox have never really allowed third party since I think 2013 it said. So, that's been out of the way for a long time. Uh, but Chrome, which is the biggest, I think it's like 71% of users uh, on the internet now are using, uh, are using, <laughs> using Google Chrome. Chrome. Yep. Yeah. They have said in 2022, uh, or by 2022, they will no longer allow third-party cookies. But does that include themselves? <laughs> is, is Google going to technically be allowed to I, use I'm, them? And, and it is, it, that's a great question. You would have to think because that's part of their, their – that's a business in which they make money is advertising. Yeah, Google Ads. And I think that's what a lot of these third-party cookies do. I think there will still be ways around it. Um, I think they'll have – they'll do some JavaScript. You know, you've got these third-party cookies, yes, but I think the way that the, the companies are getting around this is they're doing – they're making these JavaScript libraries that collect data about you mm-hmm. and store it so that it's not even being used as a cookie. Yeah. But the old um, link brokerage networks and um, advertising networks and all of those, they relied heavily on third-party cookies because you would basically have an, an advertiser cookie that would follow you from place to place. But I, th- I think it won't be a big deal because most of these companies are just going to use JavaScript. Um, but it is odd because you're absolutely right. Like, Does this protect us from anything? It it saves some of our privacy uh, data, like from getting out there, but not a lot. Mm. Yeah, not a lot. So, and the other question is, I think that you raised was equally as important. Are Google going to consider themselves a third party cookie? Yeah, like there's some some lines there that are being you know crossed in some ways, but I don't know. We'll we'll see. Do you think? And it's 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 mostly just you know me. Do you think this will open the door for affected parties to try to hit for antitrust? And now we've got this new issue of look at precedents being set up in Australia. And, and I'm not saying that that's a fair situation. I don't think Google should have to pay for that. I think that's whatever. But it does show you that they're not intimidated. 
and they just pretty much said, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> so the, I feel like they'll do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like you said, I think there's going to be some workarounds and whatnot. And I mean, in terms of like what to do next, it, it is you know find alternatives if you're utilizing third-party cookies to to advertise for targeted advertisements. But I mean, if you're doing first first party, just tracking within your own site and everything, and utilizing inbound, you're, you're pretty well good. It's not going to change. Yeah, it's interesting. It's very much interesting. Uh, <laughs> don't make fun of the words that I say and use because I don't know how to use them. Hey, this caused me to look up second-party cookies because I was so curious because it is a thing, and, and, and that's so weird. You know, as much as we can love first-party cookies and third-party cookies and not really know second-party cookies, I prefer cream cheese frosted cookies. Oh, yeah, that's good. I like cream cheese icing on a carrot cake, but that's pretty much the extent of cream cheese uh, flavoring on, a, on cookies and desserts. I prefer it because it's not as sweet. There is I, there is no other podcast that is going to put up Nicolas Cage, Rick Astley, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. security news, politics-ish, <laughs> and, then and cookie preferences <laughs> in one 30-minute podcast. Defy you to find another one. Ladies and gentlemen, defy you. This is, we are, we are efficient. Should I link you another one of our older podcasts and send that to you and say, well, I found one? (laughs) Or do you mean as a series we are like that? (laughs) No, like as a series. There is no other Mm. podcast that you will find. That's true. That you can listen to and get this depth of knowledge. (laughs) Well, we can touch on the Super Bowl if you'd like real quick, but really the only news with the Super Bowl is that, uh, because because last year was kind of crazy and you know the the advertising didn't go quite as planned their prices were down at the beginning and because of that small people have been you know piling in getting getting stuff into there because large corporations are like well you know i don't really know if this is going to pay off as well Um, that being said though now because a lot of the spots are taken the few that are left are pretty high as well but they're back they're kind of back to where they were uh, price wise it's only up 7% for these last few spots. So we're going to see a weird mix of ad- uh, advertisements, small people and big. I think that's I really, hope so. Yeah, I think that's going to be really so, interesting. I hope so, because I have not cared about the Super Bowl in a long time. <laughs> yeah. But I at least cared about the ads because I thought they were entertaining. Mm-hmm. And for probably at least the past three years, haven't even cared about that. They haven't been good. Yeah, I, I agree totally. Last, um, last couple, maybe even more. So, by getting some smaller talent in, I really think um, I'm. I think we might have a little bit more buzz. Yeah, we we may have some oddities though as well. Um, like I said, some some small people had gotten in there um, while they were kind of diminishing. People like Frito Lay, for instance, bought three because they were cheap. So now they have a minute and a half worth of spot spot because they're like. <laughs> You know, it's kind of why cheap. not? I know, why not? Yeah, we had the money budgeted, but people are fat and eating chips at an alarming rate <laughs> because they're at home and working from home has probably been great for them. That might be interesting. I don't know. Maybe there's a whole uh, Chester Cheeto minute and a half dialogue of something. Who knows, man? They might combine things. <laughs> might be crazy. I'm I'm as the guy who went on a tirade about the Chex Quest software. Yeah, game, there you go. <laughs> um, I'm I'm in for this. I'm in. Yeah, might be cool. Who knows? So. Long and short, this is this will be an interesting one. The, this year's Super Bowl advertisements. So maybe I will have to 
I'm not going to watch it. But maybe on Monday I watch the YouTube videos because <laughs> yeah. they always collect them for you. Fiverr is actually an advertiser right really? now. Really? I think that's interesting. They're the first one. But they've uh, they've caught some flack before. So <laughs> we'll see how there's a PRS for this. Do you think... Um, <laughs> Do you think they freelanced it? <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. I mean, large freelancing, freelance uh, networking organization seeking advertising for Super Bowl. <laughs> Man, that'd be a great way to uh, get people to use their platform, though. Realistically, kind of cool. Um, <clears throat> that's all I got, though. <laughs> Very cool. I wanted to tackle. And I wanted to try my best, Dean Kamen, but um, I did want to tackle just a couple things that that I wanted to share from a security side, um, based on some perceptions that we're seeing with customer tickets and what have you. But one of them is we had talked a lot about how government benefits the fraud rate is up, and we're seeing another surge in those, and we're actually seeing a lot of customer requests like, "How do you?" How do you handle this? And like specifically identity fraud or like? Yeah. So people are trying to claim for oh, like say unemployment benefits mm. and, and they're all fraudulent claims. Yeah. And, and really just that this is a time where because governments have been compromised so much because there is so much influx of um, claims and everything, a lot of these companies are paying out and a lot of these states are paying out unemployment claims. And so really just to, to encourage your staff to pay attention and, and keep their information up to date and for employers to, to without a doubt, pay attention to the claims coming against you um, for unemployment because it's, it's, it is on the rise again, um, not that it really went away. So, you know, we, we kind of discussed this in an earlier episode of the podcast pretty early on, I think, um, uh, because of COVID and directly with the stimulus packages that came out. Well, now it's unemployment. And unemployment's always had some of it, but now unemployment seems to be the, the big attack. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing was that, that we had was um, it's, it's not that there's not a lack of security news, but there is sort of a nice little lull where some of the overall panic, it's just our new normal of panic. But um, if you're an iPhone user, uh, you're going to want to make sure that you go ahead and update. There is a version 14.4 that came out that um, our security provider, Sophos, is pushing everybody to update to. And when you when you read some of the the um, Cliff's notes as to why, um, it's very scary. There's a lot of remote code execution, um, which is not to say that you don't see that in um, in in the Apple environment, but there's actually several in this release package. And mm. so it's a it's a 300 meg update. If you're on an iPhone or iPad tablet or anything running iOS, get 14.4 installed. Um, you know, normally uh, it's a phased approach, but... Uh, it's a little we, bit more important now. This, this one is a very much recommended do it. And I think the scariest thing is um, they have found in the wild... Um, exploits of it like they, they found proof that people are using these exploits oh wow and that's usually when you say look no you definitely just need to suck it up did apple come out and you know tell everyone to do this or is this people finding out no this is this is security researchers yeah. we use software um, apple always plays it cool yeah. they never tell you there's a problem until they fix the problem yeah. 
Um, and then they bury it in a bunch of features. Mm-hmm. It's just their MO. They never want to incite panic. But um, but luckily, we have security researchers that always keep them honest. That's good. Cool. Yeah. I think that's. I think we. I think we tackled absolutely everything. We've tackled uh, Dean Kamen. Uh, we've tackled Nicholas Cage. Some very good information in there about 1990s movies. Um, we'll see if any of that makes sense. Paul, Paul Rudd. If it doesn't, then this recap will be fantastic because people will really wonder what happens and how much you actually cut. Yeah, it'll make people really want a movie-oriented podcast, but I just don't think I have the time because that is... I would totally, I would totally do a movie podcast just as a personal thing. I, the, the issue we would have is it would be two hours and it would just be... Ranting about Nicolas Cage, yeah, I know. A third of the podcast would be ranting about Nicolas Cage, but he's got so many movies, and I've seen a lot of them. So I'm telling you, though, next the movie next, <laughs> I'm telling you, he breaks his own rules in that movie. <laughs> he can see two minutes in the future, but there's scenes where there's no cuts, and he's sitting there for two minutes, and he's like, "I saw in the future this is about to happen," and then three minutes later, that thing happens, and you're like, "Dude, you lied." <laughs> There is. It reminds me of this movie. I I think it's um oh it's something like Out of Time or something like that. It's a Justin Timberlake film, in which oh in time I think in it's what time it's I think you might be right. You might be right. And it's it's a, a basically this movie about where time is a currency. Yeah, and, and can, rich people can live forever. Yeah. Everything about that movie irritates. Don't, the, don't they have little watches with like time? I think it's like in their. It's something it's like embedded in their, in their skin because oh, they can see it. But my frustration is, is if you have the ability to do this, then you must have the ability to manufacture time, right? Because how would you transition how it? Would you transition, how yeah. would you transition somebody else's time to somebody else? It would have to be a reduction in creation. It's so at sci-fi. that point, no, it's not. It's <gasps> crap. <laughs> Well, if you stayed tuned, you made it, you survived, we appreciate it. You know, of course, we, we wish everybody a happy and safe 2021. I know here in Ohio, we're starting to see some no. downward trends, which is really exciting with COVID, which means that uh, things could be getting a little bit better. They're even talking about, hey, we actually might be changing how the, the curfews are working um, and allowing uh, businesses such as bars to stay open a little bit later. So that's, I mean, you know, it's, it's, I know 21 is still kind of paying for 2020 sins, but it's getting better every day and, and we're excited. And of course, if you're out there listening to us and, and, you know, you're, you're looking for, you know, how you can prepare once everything opens up, you're going to want to hit the ground running. You should be hitting the ground running. Encourage you, reach out, contact us, over here at Lighthouse, we specialize in a couple different things, and, and one of those is, is IT support and services, as well as uh, digital marketing. That's what Griff's bread and butter is. Uh, he does that phenomenally, not just for Lighthouse, but for uh, many clients as well. As always, check us out at lighthousesol.com slash podcast for, you know, your, I don't know why you would look up this particular podcast, but you could look up the uh, the show notes there. Yeah. You could also look up any of our other podcasts, the show notes, and listen to them while you're there. You can find us on uh, iTunes and all of that. But, uh, um, we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Twitter, Twitter LinkedIn, Instagram. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> Give us a shout. Let us know what you're thinking if there's stuff that you want to talk about. With that, Griff, you have anything else you want to share with the nice people? No, that's it. All right. Well, have a great week. We will catch you out in uh, in two more weeks.